The Weather Jazz Podcast. Almost anything can happen. Why? Because it's Open Line Friday. Yep, it's Friday. We made it, everybody, and welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything, weather science, earth science, and periodically, some interesting, well, hopefully anyway, interesting off-topic episodes that for no other reason your host finds interesting, and we usually venture into that realm on Friday, Open Line Friday. I'm your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz Podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television, in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 313 for Friday, April 1st. How about that? 2022, which means that we should be staying on our guard today for those April Fool jokes. And really, if you stop to think about it, at least in recent times, in recent years, and maybe it's only been the last couple of years because of what has been going on across the fruited plains in the globe, but there really has not been a super strong emphasis on playing practical jokes on April the 1st, at least, again, in recent years. Maybe that is just an observation. Maybe we've outgrown this practical joke thing. Then again, maybe it's just a cyclical thing that will return with time, and only time will tell. Well, I almost did not have an episode for you today. I've been racking my brains trying to come up with something interesting, something fun, and really getting wrapped up with a number of other tasks today. But it is Open Line Friday. It's one of those fun, quirky segments that I like to push out there. And of course, it's being Friday, the day that I get to brag on all of my supporters, which I will do once again at the end of today's segment. Now, I do have some meteorological things to talk about, at least as far as the Ohio Valley is concerned, when it comes to snowfall on April the 1st. You've heard the joke, especially in years where you get a lot of snow, or at least some accumulating snow. You hear the joke of, well, it's the atmosphere playing an April Fool's joke. There are a number of places all across the northern United States that have had those quote-unquote April Fool storms, as in snowstorms. So I thought I'd take the opportunity to dig into some of the details, and I found those very, very interesting. We'll have those after the break. But before we get to that break, I'm going to talk about journal entries and those that keep journals or a diary of some sort, and some interesting people, famous people, that have always kept some kind of a journal, whether it's a personal one, a scientific one. That's coming up in just a moment. What led me to that rabbit trail is essentially looking for an interesting journal entry that I made. 
And while it may or may not be interesting to you, I do have one from 2015, seven years ago. It was a Wednesday on that year, April 1st, 2017. And I write, it was mostly clear in the evening and 50 degrees, a very pleasant evening. I always try to make it a point of looking at the atmosphere around me and trying to capture it in words. And so the last two paragraphs, the first one really dealing with that, goes as follows from seven years ago, 2015. Watched the magic of twilight fading tonight from the front of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was armed with my GoPro to capture the sunset in time-lapse mode. Very deep salmon colors along the horizon thanks to some cirrus clouds that were amazing and lasted a very long time. Watching the downtown skyscrapers go from gray to rich colors as the lights came on was also peaceful. It was magical and peaceful. All the while, my brother Denny spent the evening at University of Massachusetts Dartmouth at a dinner with Jacques Pepin. I wonder if Jacques remembers his interview with Denny a couple of years ago. Well, it was that journal entry that pretty much led me to finding some interesting information about people who keep journals and diaries. I read in this article that doing so helps to reduce stress, sharpens the memory, encouragement achievement goals, improves mood, cultivates mindfulness, and promotes good habits. So who were the famous people that I came across who kept journals? Well, the first one that I came across was Leonardo da Vinci. Interesting to note that Leonardo da Vinci kept notes about his ideas, inventions, and studies. And today, an estimated 7,000 pages are still very much available from those journals. They survived the trip through time. Another famous journaler, Mark Twain, better known as Samuel Clemens, who introduced us to Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Mark Twain was a known journal keeper during his lifetime and favored the smaller pocket notebooks. And it's interesting to note that he often started a brand new journal for every trip that he took. And the last person that at least I'll highlight here is Thomas Edison, the inventor. Well, many of us wonder if famous people live their lives differently than we do. Well, well, get this. Thomas Edison's journal pretty much indicated that he led a life very similar to that of you and I. Here's what I mean. In the summer of 1885, this great inventor was on a vacation, and during that time, he kept a diary which survives today. Now, the entries were absolutely devoid of scientific topics, Instead, the diary recorded some of the, what we would consider anyway, the mundane events of the day. Just to give you an example, we read that Edison was fretting about his smoking habit and of how it deformed his upper lip into what he called a Havana curl and how he detested that nicotine feeling that it gave him. This goes to show you that even a great inventor like Thomas Edison also had ordinary troubles to contend with, just like all the rest of us. 
Do you keep a journal? What do you write about? I'd like to know. You can always email me, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, or call the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line at 234-525-5888. I'd love to hear about Well, when we come back from the break, we're going to dig into a couple of stats about snowfall on April the 1st in Cleveland, Ohio. Don't go away. April 1st, snowfalls. That's what we're going to be talking about for the remainder of this program today, and in particular, Northeast Ohio, and even more specifically, Cleveland, Hopkins Airport, because that's where the official records for Cleveland, Ohio are kept, even though Hopkins Airport is to the southwest of the downtown area by at least 10 or so miles. Doesn't matter, that's where all the records are kept. And so we have a very good comparison, apples to apples, so to speak. Now, bear in mind the amounts that we're going to give you here and the percentages are for the southwest corner of Cuyahoga County. The minute you work into the snowbelt areas, you're typically talking about at least doubling not only the amounts, but also the number of days and or percentages in terms of time. So here we go. This is for Cleveland National Weather Service, and that would be near Brook Park, Ohio. That's where the airport is, Hopkins Airport. And so the question is, since 1939, which is when the records were moved to Cleveland Hopkins Airport, what is the statistical probability of seeing at least a tenth of an inch of snow? In other words, measurable snowfall on April the 1st. You would think that being the month of April, that that probability would be somewhat low, but I can still remember a number of April 1sts running that quote-unquote, atmospheric April Fool's story where we had snow on April the 1st. And that occurred most recently, not only this year, because we did see some, especially in the snowbelt locations early this morning, but also last year, more on the details in just a second. But aside from that, historically, since 1939, your chance of waking up to a measurable amount of snow on the ground from that day's snowfall is 17%. That's essentially one out of every five years that comes around. And really, that's about right for the 34 years that our family has been here in Northeast Ohio. Okay, let's up the game a little bit. What about the chance of seeing one inch of snow. Now, you're starting to reduce the number of years that that would occur. Of course, we are in the month of April, but it does occur. Your chance, statistically, climatologically, is 5%. So essentially, one out of every 20 years will have at least one inch of snow that you will get on April the 1st. Okay, let's up the ante some more. How about three inches or more. Are there any? You bet there are. But obviously, statistically and climatologically, the chance is going to be much lower. So instead of 17% for more than a tenth of an inch and 5% of one inch, it drops down to a 2% chance. So one out of every 50 years or so, we'll see three inches or more of snow. 
And is there a number for six or more inches? The answer is yes, because the maximum we've ever seen was in 1996. That was just before our son was born in 1997. He missed it. And he missed the fact that we had 7.1 inches of snow on that April 1st in 1996. And the statistical probability is 1%. So one out of every 100 years. So if you live 100 years, chances are you too will see a snowfall of at least six inches or more on April the 1st. So let me quickly scan the data since 1939 and look for measurable snowfalls. Now, I mentioned that last year, 2021, had measurable snowfall on April 1st. And indeed, we picked up 3.7 inches of snow at Hopkins Airport. And uh, you can probably add at least double to that in the deepest of the snow belt if there was any kind of a hint of some lake effect element involved there. And just to weed out the lightest of the light, I'm not going to count trace snowfalls. So we'll go all the way back to 2013 or the most recent snowfall beyond last year. Now we only had one-tenth of an inch, but that is in fact measurable. And so we go back to 2004, we had 1.3 inches In 1996, we just mentioned that, that has the highest amount of snow or the most snow we've ever seen on April the 1st since since the observations were moved over to Hopkins Airport with 7.1 inches. Again, 1996. The year before it, 1995, did have two-tenths of an inch of snow. And then in 1992, we had 2.7 inches of snow And in 1989, it was my second April here in Northeast Ohio at WJW Television. And that's right. It's been a 34-year run so far. And uh, we had, on that second April, almost one inch of snowfall. And that's as far back as I will take it because those are the ones that I was here for. But uh, I'm taking a quick scan across all of the years And since 1939, the first measurable amount of snow that was recorded was in 1961. It took that long for the first measurable to be recorded on April the 1st with three-tenths of an inch. Up until that point, there were a lot of years that have zero and or just a trace. Snow on April the 1st. It happens Not all the time, but it does happen often enough to never write it off as something that can't happen, at least here in Northeast Ohio. Obviously, however, I do want to recognize the probabilities that are much greater in a lot of the country and in areas perhaps that you live, like northern New England, northern New York State, northern Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, etc., I'm sure those statistics are even more convincing that on April 1st, you can literally have anything and everything. Well, no joke here. I'm going to keep things nice and straight. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and help me to spread the word about this podcast inside your sphere of influence, social media, email, or face-to-face. And obviously, yep, it's Friday. That means I get to brag on those that walk alongside me 
and allow me to make this program what it is in terms of support. Because without your support, a lot of the elements that are a part of Weather Jazz, I would not be able to do. Thank you very much. And thank you to Victoria Singer in Vermont, Kean Galunas in Vermont, Dale Osborne in Ohio, Will and Tonya Krause in Ohio, Christine Barnes in Ohio, Rose Moore in Ohio, in Florida, Bill Martin, and in Tennessee, Andrea Rich. Please become a part of this family. It's really a tight-knit group, and you can lay claim to the fact that you are helping Weather Jazz make the very, very most of the technology that is out there. If you'd like to add your name to that list, just go to weatherjazz.com and click on the Supporters tab at the very top. You'll see that list from which I just read. Those supporters that walk alongside me, I want to add your name and just follow the directions. It's easy. And yes, it is a very humbling and a very satisfying encouragement as you help Weather Jazz utilize the tools that are available and out there. Do you have a question or a topic suggestion? I welcome your input, and I'm always waiting to hear from you. I read and or listen to every single message that comes in via email or the Weather Jazz Podcast Audience Connect line, which is 234-525-5888 or via email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com. However, due to time constraints and the volume with which now your messages come to me, I cannot always individually answer each one, but do know that I take a look at, read, and or listen to every single message. You make a difference because many times you'll come up with an idea or a suggestion or you'll say something that will allow me to steer the program in such a way that you remain interested and part of this audience. One more program note, if you live in the Kirtland, Ohio area, I'm currently serving as the interim pastor of New Promise Church that's on Route 6 or Kirtland Road, one mile east of Route 306 in Kirtland. Service time is at 1030. We're just starting a brand new series called Benefits. It's benefits number two. The second benefit of being a believer is joy. We're going to talk an awful lot about joy. Who doesn't like to talk about joy, right? So if you live in and around Northeast Ohio, I would just love to shake your hand. Come by, stop by for a visit as we chat about joy this coming Sunday, April the 3rd at 1030 a.m. Again, New Promise Church. And by the way, you can go there online And you can watch the messages streamed on Facebook and or YouTube. Just do a search for New Promise Church Kirtland and you'll find it. And uh, from the comfort of your very own living room, kitchen, maybe sipping on a cup of coffee and a Sunday morning croissant, you can drop in on us electronically. That's one of the cool things about the uh, Internet these days, without a doubt. Well, it is the weekend, first weekend in April. Make it a good one. Temperatures near normal in the Ohio Valley. That's a good thing. And the roller coaster temperatures that we've been seeing for the last 10 days, the wild swings will probably be over for a little while. That'll give us a a nice break and allow those crocuses to come up and allow the birds to come back and be a little happier than 
they were this morning when they woke up. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll catch you on Monday right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe. Jazz Pop!